Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash The Barn. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash The Barn. My people, we're back on the Barn Radio Knuckleball Primetime. We're all the way down in Jeff City for another week of playoff football. We're here with the man, Coach Swise. I ain't seen you since week one, man. We're at a different time and different time of the season. How you feeling? Feeling pretty good. I don't know about the man, but uh, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, we feel fortunate to be here. Um, we're looking forward to the game tomorrow. That's what's up. Uh, so, you know, we haven't been in this situation before. So what was the week kind of looking like, you know, uh, having to play on Saturday, so, you know, kind of stretching things to an extra day, not playing on Friday, and just kind of getting the boys and the mindset ready to play? Uh, you know, it was a lot like last week, you know, because last week we played on Saturday, so, uh, you know, we brought them in on Monday and, uh, you know, had our typical Monday practice where we watched some film and, and did our installs and, and uh, defensive checks and things like that, and then, uh, it was a little different this week, obviously, because of Thanksgiving. We, uh, you know, we practiced Tuesday, Wednesday, had our good practices on those two days, and then we gave them Thanksgiving off and come back in did our walkthrough on Friday um, you know and and boarded the bus to come up here so uh, you know hopefully we're ready I, I mean it's this point of the year and there's not a whole lot you're going to do uh, with offensive offensive indie defensive indie type stuff I mean it's it's more just watching film of the team that you're going to be playing and try to get the try to figure out what your you know your defensive checks are going to be based on their formations and and uh, you know Offensively, you kind of do what you do and, and just make adjustments. So I guess that kind of answers the next question. Um, how do you keep yourself sane, like, as like a coach-wise, like, and in, in going on to new weeks, do you kind of just keep the playbook the same and, like, what you got going the same? Or, you know, do you, you know, you're just kind of trying to bring some new things packaged in or, you know? Yeah, I think off- offensively, I mean, we, we run a lot of stuff. Uh, we run a lot, of, a lot of stuff all year. And, uh, you know, a lot of games we don't have to run any of that stuff. So, in a game like Borza, you probably saw a little bit more than what you would typically see in a game that we play. But um, you get this far along, and, and uh, you know everything's everything's in play. Like you're not holding anything back. Uh, For sure. So there's a lot of stuff that we've practiced uh, all year that we've never run. So um, at this point, like you may see stuff that you've not seen all year because we've been practicing it, but we've never had to run it. So uh, you know, at the most, we'd have two more games left. So. Uh, you don't want to practice stuff all year and not run it. So, right. So if we if we practiced it, um, we're definitely going to be running it probably uh, in this one. So I guess uh, I guess since the style of play that Blair Oaks co- brings, they won't be changing your guys' style of play on the offensive side. No, I, I think um, you know Blair Oaks is one of those teams, and I think a lot of good, really good teams are this way. They they do what they do, and they're really good at it. Right. Um, and I don't think they're probably going to change anything because they're playing the Central Rebels. I think they're just. 
uh, are going to trust the process and trust what they do, and and uh, you know hopefully it'll be good enough for them, and and we're feeling the same way. We're we're going to trust our process, and hopefully it's good enough for us. That's what's up. Um, so how's like Coach Jones thinking on the side of things? Because it kind of goes back to what we were running at when I was in high school and the Veer offensive stuff. Kind of old school football is kind of coming back to play. So uh, what's the defensive discipline looking like? Yeah, you know, when you play teams like this, and they run a lot of the same stuff boards are in, you, you have to be really disciplined in your fits and what, and what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, you can't have guys playing things they're not supposed to play. Um, you know, your your guys that are required to play certain th- certain positions on the field defensively have to take care of their responsibilities. And if they try to do somebody else's job, then you're going to get beat. And, um, you know, it really makes tackling important because you can't get 11 to the ball like we like to get 11 to the football. That's one thing we pride ourselves on. But we can't get 11 to the football when we play teams like this because, um, you know, we got to be tackling somebody that doesn't have the ball. <laughs> uh, because if you don't, then next thing you know, they're going to be keeping it. And Correct. that's where you're going to get hurt at. So. Uh, you know, we've got uh, pretty much every time they run a play, we've got to be tackling two different people. And, uh, you know, that's the mindset we're going to go in with it. And um, when the quarterback makes his fake and, and uh, he gives it and he fakes like he has it, he's still got to get hit. And, mm-hmm. and vice versa, if he fakes it and keeps it, then uh, he's got to get hit. But so does the guy that he faked it to. I mean, we've got to take care of uh, what we're supposed to do. And, you know, I'm not saying that you got to be dirty, but, I mean, if they're carrying out fakes and there's a possibility that they have the ball, we, we've got to hit them and, and make them pay for those fakes. So not being in this position with this team and knowing we're talented, how do you kind of speak to your team? And I don't know if that talk's happened yet, but, like, you guys can win this football game. I, I mean, I don't think uh, I don't think there's really anything I can say that's really going to change the way that they feel. I think this is a confident bunch. I think they've been confident. Um you know, they—they're confident based on the leadership of the team. I think we have some guys at the, in the leadership positions on this football team that have played in some big, big spots in big sports all across the spectrum. Like we've had guys go all over the country for basketball. We've had guys go all over the country for baseball. Um, they've just played in some big games, and and you know they've played in some big football games the last couple of years. And I think our kids are confident. They're just—they think that they belong and. And I don't think there's anything that anybody could tell them that would make them feel otherwise. I think that they know that they have to play well uh, to win. And I think that they know that they have to uh, execute well to win. But uh, at the end of the day, I do feel like most of our kids, at least the ones that will be doing a bulk of the playing time, uh, feel confident enough that they can play well enough to win this football game. Was last week the best central football we've seen this year? Uh, I don't. I don't know if it was the best. I, you know, I think the week four against St. Jen, we were pretty good in the first half when we had our starters in. Um, you know, I do think that we played pretty well last week. We, um, you know, I didn't do a real good job. I didn't think in the second quarter calling plays, but uh, outside of that, I thought uh, I thought the kids executed. There were definitely times in that game when you go back and watch film that I don't think the effort was probably a hundred percent, which I think it's going to have to be this week. Uh, and our kids understand that. I hope uh, that that it's just not, uh, you know, that effort last week, as good as it was, may not be good enough. It's got to be better. And, and it, when you watch a film and, and you can call your, your better players out on, on certain plays um, and they respond, I think I think they understand that they could even play better than what they did last week. I'm not saying we played poorly, but uh, our effort could have been better last week at times during that football game. 
No, for sure. I understand that. And um, I think you just kind of get better week to week. And, you know, especially at this point in the season, you kind of just critique the small things, you know. So um, does this, this Borgia kind of – I mean, not Borgia, Blair Oaks, do they have anything that kind of just wows you on tape? Well, I mean, I think the thing that wows me the most on tape um, isn't size. It, it isn't, like, athleticism. It isn't uh, – you know, it's not necessarily what they do offensively. It's not any of that. The thing that wows me the most is just how consistent they are. Um, they they are they remind me for for people back home that that kind of don't really know much about Blair Oaks. Uh, the biggest the night best comparison I could give you is that they're a lot like Valley Catholic. They're not going to be a big team. Uh, they're not going to have their their athletes aren't going to be like way more athletic than you. Um, but they are going to execute. They're not going to beat themselves. They're going to play extremely hard. Uh, they're going to play extremely physical, um, and, and they have tradition on their side. And that's and that's all the things that Valley's got down there. Um, and I honestly, I think that's a lot of the stuff that we have going in our yeah. favor right now. So, um, you know, we probably don't have the tradition as much as they do from a state championship level. But you know, from you know going to the quarterfinals in ten of the last fourteen years, you know, you've played in some big football games and. We've run into some pretty formidable opponents over the last, you know, 15 years. So, uh, you know, I don't think that this one is, uh, you know, th this team is going to wow you like some of those teams we've played in the past. But uh, from an execution standpoint and just a all-out balling out, playing hard, uh, they don't get much better than this. Okay, okay. Um, I've been hearing some things lately, you know, just how wins come about more in the town talks, you know, throughout the town and people talk but word on the street is that you ha are just learning how to coach how would you elaborate on that uh, I mean I wouldn't agree on that with having to play with you you know I feel yeah. like we all learn things you know well I, I can tell you this DJ I know a lot more now than I did 20 years ago when I started uh, and that's for sure you know when I started coaching coach Calvert was the quarterback when uh, when I first started coaching I apologized to him all the time because <laughs> because I just I was not that good of a coach back then I you know I I thought I knew a lot and then now 20 years later I realized I didn't know anything so uh, I mean I think when you when you do anything you continue to learn and if you're not continuing to learn then you're not you're not doing your job so and and that goes for any profession that you're in I think if you're in a profession long enough and and you're willing to put in time to learn I mean there's not just not a whole lot that I haven't seen in the game of football you know mm -hmm. all the offenses uh, from the power to three back stuff to the veer midline stuff uh, split back to the spread to the spread option I mean I've seen it all we've ran a lot of it uh, so I understand most of it uh, and then when you do it when you run it on offense you understand a lot of a lot of times defensively what it takes to stop that stuff so so you understand a lot of that stuff and I don't know if it's that I'm just now learning to coach as much as it is I I've coached for so long there's not a whole lot out there that's that's that I don't know you know what I mean and, right and, and all sure, teams are different yeah and I'm sure you know if I would coach for two or three or four more years if I decide to coach that long I'm probably going to learn some more stuff that I don't think that's out there right now that that will probably come up but um I don't know. I, I think that, like I said, coaching is one of those things where, you know, and you have to change everything that you do based on your personnel. It's not like we, co we, we coach in college where you can recruit your players. You get kind of get who comes through the hallways. And, Correct. And so, like, you have to tailor what you do to who you have. And, and uh, you know, I think that's, that's something that I think a lot of people don't 
realize how hard that is. I mean, yeah. that is not easy to do. And Well, I just think – I feel like athletes – like, I feel like coaches get lost in the rap of athletes sometimes, though, you know. Like, I mean, it still takes a system to make things work, you know. So – you know would, what I'm saying? Would, yeah, I would agree with that, but I, it also takes – It, it also, still takes the, the player. Takes yeah, the it takes both with, sides. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, and we, you know, over the last 14, 15 years, we, we've made it to the quarterfinals. We've had some really, really, really dang good players, you know. I mean, uh, we can go back and, you know, you start being as successful as we are and you start putting together your all-time top offense, your all-time top defense, your all-time top kicking game. Like, you start doing all that because of the type of players that you had, not because of – the coaches. I mean, and we've been a fortunate to have a lot of really good players, and and I think, uh, you know, some of those years we we probably were able to win without the without the as many talented players, but it still takes talented players to win football games. Don't yeah, about it. I guess I just look at it different because, like, you know, I grew up with Jake and stuff, and you know, guys that come back and open a different view that he goes plays college ball. He's played, you know, in the, the sectional game and lost many times, so he has different things that he's bringing to the table too that he probably sees different. I feel like it just opens a lot more different options for central football, you know? Yeah, that, and that's one thing. Fortunately, I, I have got a tremendous coaching staff. And, I, you know, uh, when you're when you're my age, it, it's crazy how uh, I don't have near the energy that I had <laughs> when I first started coaching. But, you, you know, all these, all these young assistant coaches, I can promise you this year we had the best scout team in Missouri. I mean, we had, we had Coach Bridges would play quarterback, and Coach Bland sometimes would play quarterback, <laughs> but and Coach Bridges would play receiver, and Coach Strange would play receiver. I mean, it was crazy. Like we we had, I mean, they were playing without pads, and I think our kids were kind of scared of them sometimes yeah. because they, we were that good. So uh, one thing about it, you're not going to get uh, our kids, our defensive players weren't going to get a better look than what they got with those guys, with those young coaches playing on the scout team. So that was pretty cool this year to see that. So take wins and losses away from this season. How would you describe it? I'm just you know, being, having a ride with all these guys and the journey. Well, I, I think, you know, every year is special. I think every every year is, uh, every year is different. Um, we have we faced a ton of adversity this year, which is kind of cool because you get to see a little bit different side of guys when you face adversity. Um, you know, when everything's – goes exactly how you want it and you're 12 and 0 like it was several of those years back when you played um you know you didn't realize you, you know you didn't realize anything until that last game when when you finally lost it could be oh yeah yeah like like i don't know if they really understood but this group now with the adversity that they face in the middle of the year uh, with they, injuries with the injuries they understand that <coughs> you know that it's it's not I mean, they they fought through all that stuff, and now they came and were, were still to that point and got further than any team before because – and I think a lot of it had to do with that adversity. I think, uh, you know, that they understood that everything's not going to be perfect and it's okay. Like, it, it's not usually going to happen like that. I think some of those teams in the past, when, when we started getting hit in the mouth in that quarterfinal game, um, you know, and it might have been the first time that they really got hit in the mouth all year, they our kids didn't really know how to respond. Well – um, you know, Borgia kept battling back last mm-hmm. week, and they kept. You know, they would answer every time we scored. They'd answer every time. We that scored. running back was killing us. Yeah, and then and then we get to the halftime, and we're up three points or whatever. But they get the ball to start the second half and go down and score. And you know, that that game could go two ways at that point. Mm-hmm. And our kids, because I think a lot of it had to do with the adversity they faced all year. Um, our kids just said, "Okay, this is just another another one of those adversity times," and and they handled it perfectly. Come back uh, and scored, and and were able to shut them out the rest of the game. So. I thought, uh, you know, I, again, I think this is a pretty special group. We've got a lot of really special players. 
uh, and they're and they're fun to be around. I mean, they're they're just good guys, and um, we don't really have any discipline issues with this team, and never have. So uh, that's always a positive as a coach as well. So um, I won't keep you long. It's almost bedtime. We're getting ready for tomorrow. Um, so win or loss, you won't be stressing. I feel like you like I feel like back in the days is like oh like you know we used to just stress things like this, especially like the Burroughs game and all that. But I feel like we've had a good build here and. Uh, you know, it's gonna be a good day for some central yeah, football. I, I feel, I feel like as the older I get, I don't, I don't stress near as much about it. I think I've realized over the years that um, there's a lot more to life than football. Um, obviously, these kids when they're 15, 16, 17, 18 year old, and and they're they're like they're very competitive. I think they think that that's all there is uh, because that's the time of their life that they're in right now. But uh, but when you're 48 and you've lived it as a player and then you've lived it as a coach for as long as I have, um, you know, the best part about it, and we've talked about this a number of times, is the relationships that you have yeah. with these guys. And, and this is just another experience that we're, we're, you know, we're getting to hang out in a hotel and, and, you know, doing stuff with some of these kids that probably never stayed in a hotel before. And, and that's kind of cool that you get to experience that uh, with them. And, uh, you know, the community has been so awesome this week reaching, you know, uh, you know, donating this and donating that and wanting to give this and wanting to give that. And it's been really cool to see. And, and you know, I'm at a spot in my career where I'm just thankful. You know, it is crazy that it's Thanksgiving weekend because there's so much stuff to be thankful for. And um, the community in, in Park Hills has embraced me, um, you know, for the last 25 years. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And, um, and I think these guys – these guys are all very grateful the way the community's treated them this week, and hopefully that they can go out and put on a show for them. And uh, you know, I know our community's behind us, win or lose, and uh, you know that's all you can ask for. It's going to be a good day for some football tomorrow. Central Blair Oaks tomorrow, at one o'clock. Coach Swise here with Knuckleball Primetime, and uh, we'll be there. I'll be there live with KTJJ and uh, on the live play-by-play. And uh, good luck tomorrow, Coach. Thanks, it's going to be fun. Go get them, Rebels. Go get them. <laughs>